Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This capitalist has told the truth, and what he says exposes how the capitalist system itself works, how the class system works to boot. Now, you might hear this guy and think, what an obnoxious, rich pantomime villain with horrible unpleasant opinions and you would be correct but it's so important to listen to this if you want to understand how capitalism really ticks do brace yourselves though because i think the problem that we've had is that we've you know we we have people decided they didn't really want to work so much anymore through covid and that has had a massive issue on productivity you know tradies have definitely pulled back on productivity you know, they, they have been paid a, paid a lot to do not too much in the last few years, and we need to see that change. We need to see unemployment rise. Unemployment has to jump 40 50%, in my view. We need to see pain in the economy. We need to remind people that they work for the employer, not the other way around. I mean, there is a, there's been a systematic change where employees feel the employer is extremely lucky to have them, um, as opposed to the other way around. So. It's a dynamic that has to change. We've got to kill that attitude and that has to come through hurting the economy, which is what the whole global, you know, the, the world is trying to do. The governments around the world are trying to increase unemployment to get that to some sort of normality. And we're seeing it. I think every employer now is seeing it. I mean, there is definitely massive layoffs going off. People might not be talking about it, but people are definitely laying people off and we're starting to see less arrogance in the employment market. And that has to continue because that will cascade across the cost balance. Oh, just lovely, just casually calling for people to be thrown out on the scrap heap with terrible consequences for them financially, for their families, for their emotional well-being, and for society as a whole. Lovely stuff. Now, you might be asking, who is this guy? What does he do? Oh, he's a property developer. Real estate. Really, really adding to the world, I'd say there. Um, engines of innovation and productive change. If there's one thing we need more of, it's property developers. Now, there is a truth in what he's saying, though. There is a truth in what you're saying, bear with me, because it's about how capitalists benefit from unemployment. When you have periods of full employment, that's when workers have a strong bargaining position. It's no coincidence that the period after the war, so between the mid-40s to the early 1970s, was a period of strong economic growth and rising living standards in the West. In fact, the, the most sustained high increase in living standards in modern times um, the the uh, the french call it the 30 glorious uh, 30 glorious years and um, others called it the golden age of capitalism because this was a period by the way of strong trade unions nationalization and um, high taxes on the rich strong state intervention and it delivered high growth which was equitably distributed relatively compared to where we are today with rising living standards as a consequence now, that's because the mass, well, partly, sorry, there's lots of reasons, but in part because the mass unemployment of the 1930s had been banished. So bosses felt they had to compete for workers rather than the other way around. They used that to leverage, as leverage, to improve their wages and their terms and conditions. But what happens if you've got, for example, 
mass unemployment. If you've got 4 million people, say, unemployed, then you have at least another 4 million workers who are terrified of losing their jobs. You get what's called a reserve army of labor. So bosses think they always got some other unemployed workers who are desperate and willing and waiting to take up work. And that undermines the bargaining position of those in work. Those in work worry about rocking the boat, about antagonizing their employers. So they stop going on strike, they stop organizing, and they submit to the demands of bosses. Or certainly that happens more easily than would otherwise be the case. Now, this is a big part of the story of what happened to Britain, for example, because in the 1980s, our trade union movement was smashed through various means. You had the anti-trade union laws that battered the ability of unions to organize, to recruit, and to go on strike. So by 1997, Tony Blair boasted uh, that even after the changes that Labour would make to the union laws, our union laws would be the most restrictive in the Western world. There was also the defeat suffered by the trade unions and the strikes of the 1980s, the miners being the most important because they were seen as the vanguard of the Labour movement. They had brought down the Conservative government of Ted Heath in the 1970s. He went to the, the people, he went to a general election, um, supposedly you know, making a choice between him or the miners, the unions. And his slogan was, who runs Britain? And the answer was, not you, mate. So when they crushed the, the miners, people thought they were invincible, the strong Praetorian guard of the Labour movement. That then was seen as, well, if they can't win, no one can win. And you had other you know, defeats like the whopping print uh, workers uh, crushed by Rupert Murdoch. That all bred a sense of defeatism, that if they can't win, we can't win, so we, we might as well not go on strike at all. Um, these were all big parts of it, but mass unemployment was a really, really big part of it as well. Now, you might be thinking, oh, it's just left-wing conspiracism. You might say this, Owen, but you're just a big lefty. So listen to this former economic advisor to Margaret Thatcher, Sir Alan Budd, who actually died a few months ago. For some economists who were involved in this story, there is a further question. Were their theories used to disguise political policies that would otherwise have been very difficult to implement in Britain? The nightmare I sometimes have about this whole experience runs as follows. Uh, I was involved in making a number of proposals which were partly at least adopted by the government and put in play by the government. Now, my worry is as follows, that there may have been people making the actual policy decisions or people behind them or people behind them who never believed for a moment that this was the correct way to bring down inflation. They did, however, see that it would be a very, very good way to raise unemployment. And raising unemployment was an extremely desirable way of, of reducing the strength of the working classes, if you like, that what was engineered there in Marxist terms was a crisis of capitalism which recreated the reserve army of labor and has allowed the capitalists to make high profits ever since. Now, again, I don't say I believe that story, but when I really worry about all this, I worry whether indeed that was really what was going on. Now, the truth of what's happened is that CEOs have increasingly hoovered up the wealth collectively created by workers. Take the UK. As the High Pay Commission found, in Britain last year, the CEOs, the chief executive officers of the top 100 companies, increased their pay to 3.91 million from 3.38 million the year before. What that meant in practice is the median pay of these top bosses is now 118 times greater than that of the median full-time worker in Britain. 118 times. In 2021, it was 108 times. In 2020, it was 79 times. 
You can see what's happening there. CEOs getting ever and ever richer, pulling away from their often underpaid and undervalued workforces. A massive concentration of wealth at the top. That wealth isn't created by those CEOs just sitting around being incredible geniuses with all their hard work, even when they're sleeping and their determination. It's workers who aren't paid enough working each day, creating the wealth that then is hoovered up by a tiny elite at the top. So we need to increase the bargaining power of workers because what this has terrible distorting impacts on our economy because a lot of that wealth then gets stuck in property and assets and you get create, you know, these property bubbles, uh, which is obviously an asset bubbles, which is very bad for the stability of the economy. That wealth would be better off going into the pockets of working people. That would reduce household debt, which is a drag on the economy and bad for people's mental well-being. It would mean less taxpayers' money being spent on in-work benefits uh, to top up people's wages, and it would mean more money being spent in local economies. So full employment is something we should fight for as a good thing in of itself. We don't want people out of work um, and the impact that has on people. But as well as that, it's good for the bargaining power of workers. And what we also need, that needs a combination of things, anti-trade union laws to be repealed so workers can have a big, confident sense of themselves, their own collective power to win concessions, to win higher wages. And that's what this pantomime villain capitalist is really scared of, the power of workers, because he knows that without mass unemployment to discipline hit them, which is what he's talking about, they have power and strength, and that's something we need to exploit. Please like, subscribe, please support us on patreon.com forward slash ownjoes84. I'll see you in a bit. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.